Okay, welcome to machine learning. Today I'm going to be talking about disease prediction. So I created a heat map and what we have here on the left side is the disease and the bottom is the symptoms. The color is showing you the number of occurrences. And so at the high there is 120 occurrences and at the low zero. Um, what this means is that uh, these features are pretty rich. There's 5,000 samples, and what I did is I, I took the data and converted it into a pandas data frame, and then I extracted out the symptoms and the diseases and built a matrix and then fed that into a dense layer network. And I'll show you how that was done in just a moment. And that network uh, got 100% accuracy. But the reason why I think its accuracy was so high, as you can kind of see in the data, is that there's pretty strong consensus in terms of these features that uh, that certain, if you find certain key features or symptoms, uh, you can identify the particular disease pretty pretty quickly, and maybe it only takes three or four key features. Um, like you could select possibly abdominal pain or uh, breathlessness or joint pain, etc. You can you can pretty quickly with just a few features uh, identify what the disease is, and that's um, that's because I think medical data is fairly structured and the rules are uh, pretty clear in terms of. Uh, of identification and classification. So they're very good at identification and classification. And for that reason, uh, the data, the rules are easy to discover and the, the neural net converges really quickly on it. Okay, so uh, just to recap again, uh, we have over here, we have diseases and then on the bottom we have um, symptoms. So there's quite a few symptoms, uh, but as you as you notice that when you're looking at the particular disease that, like for example, uh, alcoholic hepatitis, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen features that are are very solid in terms of their reoccurrence, and um, if I if I probably put it into a correlation matrix, uh, I could see which features correlate to which disease the strongest. And that's that's the next thing that I haven't done, which is to show which of the symptoms are, uh, are the most important when they're trying to identify particular groups of diseases. So probably what I would do is put this in a k-means cluster and see how many different uh, groupings of diseases there are. Uh, so you probably have cardiovascular, respiratory, uh, joint, inflammation, etc. and try to see if I can find the different groupings uh, of diseases and then from those different groupings try to identify which symptoms um, are most important with that grouping. Okay, to show you what I did, uh, we run, this is TensorFlow, so we load sequential, dense, flat, layers, model, and label encoding, train test split, 
and then our visualization. Uh, what happens here is I'm going to build a list. There's roughly 17 symptoms, but in those symptoms, um, there's numerous classifications. There's like 137 or more classifications. And so what I'm, what I'm going to do is uh, pivot the um, classifications yeah, as uh, basically a, one hot encoding is what I'm doing. So I take the, um, the, all the symptoms and I just use basically a set, uh, a set to find it. So here what I'm doing is um, I want to I want to strip off the the name of the symptom. So I'm going to go through each one of the symptoms columns, um, and then each one of the classifications in the symptom column, and then strip off the uh, leading space and the trailing space. Then once I do that, I want to get a set. I want to, the set returns back unique. Um, values so I get the unique values for disease and I'll get the unique classifications and so once I have those unique classifications then I will uh, label and code it which will convert uh, the diseases into a number and then I want to set my y value um, to use the get dumb dummies and there's like 31 different diseases and uh, about 137 different classifications. And so that creates your matrix. And it's what, since it's one hot encoded, uh, you'll have multiple inputs and multiple outputs. So that's kind of the cool thing about what this code does is that it, uh, it builds that matrix. It takes a little while to run. Then you do your train test split, 30%. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll set our input layer to be equal to the length of the symptoms, which uh, in this case is the, the classifications. And uh, we saw those classifications down below in the heat map. I'll set a dense layer of 300, 164, and 34, and then I'll fit it over 150 epics. And you can see that the loss drops really quick, and that's because the data is, is really well organized in terms of uh, the rules. And so again, when I, I plot it out, you can see why the neural net uh, uh, is able to quickly identify the, uh, the classifications so quickly. And it also works true, this is also true of uh, random forest if you put it into a random forest classifier. Okay, so on our, our, our output, I'll flatten it and then I'll use uh, the target for my Y columns length and and uh, set it equal to a softmax activation. I'll use my model, compile it as a categorical cross entropy so that allows multiple outputs and then I'll plot my uh, loss. Okay, so some last thoughts on uh, medical information for, with dense layer ne neural networks. Um, I think that uh, classification from a lot of medical is really possible using the neural net. And so um, given, let's say, you know, I've got 5,000 samples here, but given that I could use um, maybe a million or a couple million samples and then get um, 
maybe th uh, tens of thousands of features and then aggregate all those together and then feed that into the network. But then what you could have is a, um, a, a network system that you could feed a few futures, like say like you're not feeling good, instead of going into the doctor and having to spend money for a doctor's appointment, you could uh, feed that into the neural net. Now if the neural net was 99% as accurate as a doctor, or 100%, let's say it was 100% for an expert doctor in diagnosing what you have, uh, then you could determine if you've got a particular type of disease based on the symptoms that you're experiencing and if you and have the machine help you correctly classify uh, those symptoms and so uh, it would be trained and analyzed against uh, known medical databases and the accuracy proven so that you could reduce down liability issues but then you could make that um, accessible to a larger population that can't afford the health care and so um, they could at least get a diagnosis of what their disease is and be aware of what the particular problem is rather than guessing trying to guess at what what's going on uh, medically and so I think that that's a, an interesting idea of how to move medicine um, closer to the individual and at the same time be responsible by uh, proving out the models against real data and proving that their accuracy is very good. So let's say if you can get that 100% accuracy for diagnosis, then there, there shouldn't be an error. So the error would become occur in terms of the classification. So that would be your risk um, that the person incorrectly classified their symptom. And those that and that's kind of a challenge, and so that that's possibly where error could occur. But if the classifications were correct based on, perhaps uh, you could use uh, GPT three to do the text summarization, and then uh, neural machinery to conclude what the classification is by the verbal description of what the person's experiencing, then that could improve efficiency. So you can see where uh, there's multiple layers that could be approached in order to make this system uh, viable and workable uh, because there is that risk in the classification. But if once you have the classification figured out, uh, then the neural net could be 100% accurate in predicting the disease.